Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Navarra, O-T-R-A-T-C. I have I have my own business card now. If anyone wants a business card, I'll mail you one in the mail. Just let me know. Danny, if you want a business card, I think I still have your address. I have to have it from the when I'm when I got married wedding address. So maybe I'll mail you a business card. Um what how have you been without football for a week? Oh, I'm I'm great. I'm so good. It should be illegal. I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm amped up on all kinds of sports right now. I'm re- I'm I'm very excited for this off season for you know free agency in the draft coming up. Uh combine. Combine starts in what a week or whatever. I'm pumped up. This is like the most the one of the biggest most I've ever looked forward to an off season. So at least until uh, you know, you know, May, June kind of hits when everything dies down a little bit. I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped on football. Plus you got, you know, some cool basketball and soccer stuff going on. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, me me too. <laughs> me too. Uh I Hashtag kinda, me too. Yeah, yeah. I I am relieved a little bit that I finally have like I, I feel like there's like a grace period of about three weekends where I'm like, wow, I can get some stuff done this weekend, especially on Sunday, or like get stuff a lot of stuff done Friday, Saturday, and then I can just relax and chill and whatever I want to do on Sunday now. Uh, and that's going to last about two, three more weeks. And then I'm going to be like, wow, my <laughs> where's football at? What am I doing here on earth? I, I mean, and, uh, but, but I have a busy off season coming up, trying to buy a house, trying to, um, Jimmy's got his wedding. That's a whole week there, you know, uh, busy with work, busy trying to learn how to be a good OD. Like I have a, a stroke patient completely flaccid on the left side. And I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. I'm just kind of going day by day and, uh, you know, <laughs> go going with it. And, you know, uh, so I have to, I have to do some looking shit up in the evenings uh to get better at my job which sucks it's like i did all this freaking schooling for two years straight and then i get to work and it's like oh i don't actually know how to do the job i just know all this stupid useless shit and all these charts that i cannot use at all uh so thanks school i'm glad i paid seventy five thousand dollars for you it's totally worth it. It, it, it it was but covid fucked up uh, a lot of you know being able to do labs and stuff uh, i get that but we have a pretty good show for you talked a couple injuries talked a little bit of best ball we went over our super bowl props dan and i both did pretty well hopefully hopefully you actually took a few of those props you probably didn't uh because i don't think anyone listened to that show <laughs> for the super bowl <laughs> And then Danny went to the All-Star game, the NBA All-Star game. So that's cool there at the end. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Let's get into the football news. Short short and sweet. As there's no more NFL football, unfortunately. Very sad. Um, But OBJ got his knee surgery today. So everything's going to be okay, people. 
OBJ left knee surgery, which means it's the same knee that he tore before the ACL. We have to assume that this was the ACL again, as it was a non-contact injury and NFL players have a 20 to 30% chance of a re-tear and 76, 70 something percent of those tears uh, in the NFL were non-contact. With the retairs, I should say, were not seventy-six percent were non-contact. So almost cannot it'd be very unlikely it was anything else that he needed surgically repaired in that knee. That besides the ACL, there is no data for a third ACL tear be in the NFL or really any other sport because most people that tear their same knee twice especially ones that have made millions and millions of dollars and won a Super Bowl. Uh, they just hang it up and say, you know, I think I'll I think I'll go do something else. But Odell says he'll be back and better than ever uh, for next season, which is also almost mathematically impossible for him to be here for the start of the season, at least. Um, you know, he he couldn't be available for the Browns, but but uh, at the start of their season. But we all knew know now that he was doing that shit on purpose, like I tried telling everybody. But uh, anything else on Odell? I think that pretty much sums him up. I'd stay the hell away from him in best ball right now, and I'd stay the hell away from him until he is signed to another contract and you see him taking snaps. And running routes on a on a football field in pads, I wouldn't I wouldn't draft him unless I saw him actually doing live practice. Uh, what what's your take on OBJ? Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, with you know with the contract situation. Uh, I didn't hear anything else other than the ACL, so I'm assuming it was also just a, you know a clean tear, no other nothing else to repair. Um, especially with it being non-contact the way it was. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. Obviously, you think you, you generally have that 8- to 12-month time frame. Some of your unicorns are, are coming back in six months. You know, your, your Wes Welkers and your Adrian Petersons and that. But uh, uh, even, even that six-month time frame, you're getting, you know, you're looking at the end of August. So... You're missing all of camp, all of preseason. So don't touch him in any, obviously, fantasy-related thing. I'm, I'll be interested to see if he gets a contract this offseason or if it's something like, you know, because obviously he's going to end up on the pup list wherever he signs. I'm imagining that it'll be, you know, just a cheap one-year deal. So maybe he holds out until, you know, September, October, and then kind of signs somewhere, you know, when he's getting back to game shape. Signed somewhere mid-season, you know, where he knows that he's going to be on a contender or on some, you know, somewhere where he's going to get play time and targets. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but he's definitely not going to play the full season. I, I'd estimate he misses more of the season than he plays, so I don't expect him to be there for even the majority of the season. Um, could be, you know... David Bakhtiari thing where he just comes back at the very end of a season and for a playoff run. Be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got on it. 
You yeah. Got anything, anything else to add? I I agree that it <laughs> if the Ram, the Rams aren't in the position to pay him to hang out on the sideline and be a motivational speaker, they don't have the cap space for that or the you know they they don't have the they don't have the resources to do that to to let him hang around that uh but who knows it, weirder things have happened stupider decisions have been made he, i think his uh his his track record of not exactly being a great locker room guy i don't think will bode well into a team doing that but stupider decisions have have certainly been made well, they they said they loved him in L.A. They they said he's a you know a one teammate, and they were trying to win a Super Bowl too and keep him happy. Yeah, I'm sure they were catering. I mean, obviously, things with New York blew up eventually. Things in Cleveland blew up eventually. So, right. Um, get to the your half of the. <laughs> football moving on to the other kind of football we don't we didn't have a lot of injuries to talk about so we're going to the uh you know what the rest of the world calls calls football big big injury weston mckinney usa star uh playing some great great ball in uh, juventus the top tier of italian football uh fractured second and third metatarsals so you know broke broke some bones in his foot um, this is this is a uh, huge kick in the balls. My nightmare scenario is unfolding again. Uh, we're gonna have to go. He, he's definitely missing next month's qualifiers. Um, so you know there'll be there'll be more more of a freak out session from me for our next podcast. I'm sure. But you know we we close out at Mexico, at home versus Panama, and then at Costa Rica. We've in qualifying we've never won at Mexico or Costa Rica. So really all we need is that Panama game, but you know, playing, playing those three without McKinney, I, I have a, uh, a, a big, a, a big, uh, dark cloud looming over my head right now of, of the scenario where we lose all three and miss the world cup again. <laughs> and I, and I, uh, I find a bridge somewhere and I, I escalate down that bridge to my death. But we, like I said, There'll be there'll be more on the next podcast for me to vent about that. Uh, you know, it should be a, a full recovery by the time any any meaningful you know tournaments or anything like he'll, he'll obviously be back for the World Cup, um, and for more of league play for Juventus. But crucial crucial loss for the for the U.S. He's you know recent recent performances. He was definitely our best player as Pulisic has been kind of banged up and struggling a little bit, inconsistent. McKinney had been balling, so tough loss. We should be okay, but definitely, definitely a little spooked. That's that's all I got on the injury front. <laughs> go Whoa. go go both kinds of <laughs> <Shit>. football. <laughs> Steve Steve is currently out with in the COVID protocol. Apparently, I, I considered muting my mic, but I was like, "Fuck it, it's the it's the off season." Uh, <laughs> That that segues us perfectly into our next segment, soccer draw of the week. I got a good one, people. It is Brentford versus Newcastle. That's this Saturday at 10 a.m. Google has it as a 29% chance of a draw, uh, which is pretty high. 
uh, they have both given up on the higher end of goals allowed. They're both at the near the bottom of the table. Newcastle is only two points out of uh, relegation. Um, so a draw here would get them in a safe three spot because they're ahead in goals four <laughs> in front of Burnley. So the uh, Brentford-Newcastle match will end in a 2-2 draw because they both give up a lot of goals. Maybe just take the over and the draw separately. Try to try to hit the one and one there. What do you got? Yeah, so last week I said I wasn't sure when we were recording next, so I gave you a soccer draw of the month, uh, which I'm still holding to. It's uh, it's Inter-Miami versus Chicago Fire. MLS is back the opening weekend. That one mentioned two of the biggest acquisitions for the MLS. DeAndre Yedlin coming home, playing for Miami, and then uh, Jared Anshakiti for the, the Swiss star coming to the Chicago Fire. Boom, coming at you with a 2-2 draw. I also made it a point I'm going to watch more MLS this year. Um, definitely going to try to watch this uh, this Columbus Crew game playing the Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, and since I'm going to make a point to watch it, obviously it's going to end in a tie just to piss me off. So I'm giving you a double a double dose of draw of the week. Uh, Columbus-Vancouver. I'm even going to say that's going to be a 0-0 draw just to like just to really piss me off that I made it a point to watch soccer. <laughs> um well, the interestingly too on underdog you can do player prop parlays for soccer as well. So I think they'll have MLS on there. Um in a limited fashion you can do things like shots on target, shots attempted, for the strikers that's that's pretty much what you're limited to but that that could be honestly um a lucrative a lucrative thing to do if you know who's getting good shots um who has weak defenses things like that maybe maybe danny and i can um try to give people a couple parlays to put in the underdog app speaking of underdog uh that's where i play my best ball best balls already Starting back up with um, a ten dollar. I see right now they have a ten dollar entry. That's like a big, a big entry one, and then you can just do a small pool with um, you know twelve people a year against at the most instead of you know big tournaments. So they have the one tournament going on right now, and they have small pools you can do too. So. You know, right now, this point in the game of best ball, I'm I'm new to. I've never played best ball this early in the year. Uh, I'm basically staying away from ev- anyone who's undrafted. Uh, besides a few, a few people who I still haven't really figured out yet. Um, I'm basically going to do one a week once I look at the undrafted players, and yeah, w- one draft a week up until the NFL draft. And then I might do like two a week and I'll just do the $5, $10 entries. uh, And then I'll, and then I'll ramp up in July and August. Like I did last year. It's a fun way to pass some time in the off season and you get really good value on some, some players this early in the year. So keep that in mind, everyone out there. Um, Now's the time to strike. If you're, if you got nothing else to do and you're a, a football junkie, 
speaking of junkies, our Super Bowl props. I had a good Super Bowl Sunday, a profitable Super Bowl Sunday. I hit a couple couple good ones I handed out to the people, both teams to score over 20. The Bengals hit the 20 there. Easy, easy lock prop of the year of the Super Bowl. Um, what else did I hit? What did you do you hit? Do you remember any good ones you hit? Yeah, I hit a couple of the of the weird props, obviously. Uh, hit hit heads on the coin toss. I hit the blue Gatorade plus four hundred. Um, right? Yeah, I guess those are the those are the only two that I hit. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I got plus four hundred. That that'll probably that that covered me. Yeah. Um, I had I missed a uh, Cooper Cup to have over a twenty nine and a half yard longest reception, but um, Jamar Chase hit. His over longest reception, I believe, the national anthem crushed over over ninety eight and a half seconds. That was oh, yeah. easy. I, I jumped easy. on that one with you. Yeah, that's easy money. You you hit heads. I missed tails. I knew as soon as the title nine lady came out to flip the coin, I was fucked. But you talked shit a lot on title nine back in college too. So you know, I guess it had nothing to do with a fifty fifty coin proposition. Um, we both had the over, so obviously that didn't hit. Uh, and then I didn't, I, I didn't put anything on Rams minus four in my life, but I had it on the show and obviously they won by three. Um, in real life, I actually had the Rams money line bangles plus four. So I did middle the game in real life very well. Should have just, I should just, if I say what I actually put in, then I'm never going to win anything. So I hedged myself. What were you going to say? I was just going to say I, I had the I had the Bengals plus four. I thought we were just talking prop bets, but yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I hit a few of my stuff. Uh, I had Odell Beckham. I didn't say this on the pod, but last minute on Sunday, Odell Beckham to have the first touchdown, nailed that. And then I missed all of his in-game props because of the injury and it's just so poetic like he was about to crush all of these i had him over 100 yards you know over six catches over this over that all that plus odds and it was gonna fucking just smash i was going to smash that and it got ripped away from me the rest of the game got ripped away from odell very tough very tough to watch very tough to stomach but I still managed to shove food down my face while I was watching him limp off the field. It is crazy to think, you know, obviously it's the Super Bowl. You're not going to sit out the Super Bowl, but that is a uh, potentially, you know, a multi-million dollar injury, obviously, because I'm sure he would have got a multi-year contract with, oh, yeah. with lots, of, uh, lots of zeros, a couple comma signs. Yeah. But now, he now, now what's he going to get? I mean, are, are you going to, like I said, I, I can't imagine him getting a contract, you know, up until like maybe preseason realistically, because you're not going to, you know, yeah. maybe if, if your receiver gets hurt or whatever. I mean, what's he going to, what's, you know, you're, you're going to give him one year, a couple million. He could, you're not going to, no one's going to sign him to guaranteed money or to a multi year contract. You don't even know if he's gonna come back. You like like Steve touched on. This is his second year, second 
the same ACL in a what a fourteen month span, sixteen months maybe. Yeah, October October to February, so sixteen months. Pretty so, much. I mean, he could he he could miss the entire season. He there's a decent chance that he does. He could miss. You know, you don't know if he's even ever going to come back, be out a whole year, just kind of fade away, never make a team again. I don't know. Or he could come back being all pro. Nobody really knows, but we're, we're definitely not going to have an answer to that till late into the season. Yeah, that's very true, and we will definitely keep an eye on it for you to finish with all this. My biggest miss of the night was on some bullshit, which was – Eminem to not make a political statement during the halftime show. And um, I'm over it. I can, you know, I get it. Obviously they considered his Neil, a political statement, even though he, they said it was for Tupac because that's what Dr. Dre was playing on the piano at the time. So he's taking a knee for to honor Tupac. Um, and, and then the NFL denied that they they told him not to kneel. And they said, you know, you we don't want you doing it. They denied ever saying that. They said they watched him kneel in rehearsals and didn't say or think anything of it. Everyone in the room who watched the show with me didn't think anything of it being a political statement. Like I thought I cashed the bet. Like at the end of the halftime show, I was like, yeah, that was easy money. Easy. Then I get on fucking Twitter, the goddamn cesspool of the world. And what do I see? A bunch of fucking liberals going, oh, Eminem standing up for Colin Kaepernick. The whole, oh, God damn it, people. You're costing me money out here. I also read that the masks are the masks are being uh, put on the side, the back burner now. Everyone's saying no more masks. That's coming in like three weeks, people. Just uh, I, I have the forefront of the news here, the medical news. We're, they're about to say no more masks. Uh, that was okay. What were you going to say? I, I was just going to channel back to, you know, I, last week I told you that's a scary one because it's so it's so subjective. And uh, obviously, no nobody watching that live was like, "Oh, he fucking knelt!" Like it, it was just him like fading away as the as the next artist started their song. Right. You know what I mean? Like nobody thought anything of it, whether it was supposed to be a political statement or not. Like nobody, it was so subtle that nobody even you know that. Yeah, obviously that was just. Uh, you, you can you can say that any like you can say Fifty Cent fucking hanging upside down was a statement to the Uyghur Muslims in fucking camps in China. Like, like I have no idea why it would be. Obviously it was a nod to his in the club fucking video, but, but you can, you can, you know, bullshit your way into saying anything on in, in that was a political statement. So it's, yeah, you were, you were fucked. You left yourself up to a, uh, interpretation. It was a stooge bet. I admitted sure, it was a stooge bet. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure Vegas cashed out. I'm sure I'm sure that most of the money was on on your side. So, but who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. Twitter's ruining the world. Speaking of really? follow follow us on Twitter though at Return to Play Pod. Yeah. Yeah, I got to start tweeting. <laughs> I got to start tweeting more. <laughs> at least on the uh at least on the uh, our account here. Um 
I really, I really dropped the ball about halfway through the season on Twitter. I just, when I'm watching NFL Sundays, like I, I guess I, I, I guess I just don't have what it takes to, to pump out tweet after tweet. You uh, gotta, you gotta let me in on the, give me the key to the Twitter. I'll, I, I'll be, I, I I'll thought behave. I did. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, please. Well, we, I, didn't we, part, we, I didn't particularly want it. Right, my, right, right. my, my Twitter track record doesn't, uh, doesn't quite stick up for me, but I'll, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of our Twitter, my most recent retweet. Oh, hold on. I got a burp. Jimmy cut that. Oh, Jimmy's not here because his in-law showed up at his house and he just left left us on record. Um, so there's another big pause you, you all can listen to. We apologize for that. But my most recent retweet, Antonio Brown uh, had posted a picture of his x-ray of his ankle and said, you know, they tried to hurt me intentionally at Buccaneers, sent me out there knowing I was still hurt. Tom said he would throw it if I came to play hurt, uh, blah, blah, blah. And the x-ray he was showing was from an x-ray from October 15th. And the, they played the Jets on January 2nd. <laughs> So the the man's didn't even think about uh the fact that people on the internet can can probably figure out you're you're full of shit. Um so yeah, that was kind of and that's what when we had talked about that whole AB situation, I said, you know, you need to come out with the proof, you know that your doctor said this, like, that's all you can gather all of your medical records. You can gather everything your doctor said to you and wrote down in his notes that he said to you and his assessment of you, his imaging of you, 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 you have access to all that. And if you really wanted to put your team on blast and you think you're in the wrong and he obviously has no fucking public shame or filter, uh, then just show us your your medical records, dog. You're obviously making an issue about your your medical situation, so just prove what you're saying. And he he can't because he he's a bullshitter. He's a fucking phony. And uh, I knew he was I knew he was a phony ever since he Instagram or Facebook. It was how long ago it was Facebook Live from the locker room while Mike Tomlin was giving his post game speech and giving out the game ball. And he's just in like the back of the classroom acting like a fucking fool. Almost said a canceled word uh, <laughs> on Facebook live. I knew from that moment forward, he was um, a toddler in the mind uh, and didn't care about anybody else but himself. So that's, Oh, and then, uh, Duh, Danny went to All Star Game. How was that? Oh, beautiful. I uh, yeah. So the wife, wife, he works at uh at the food bank, which was one of the charities. So we got hooked up with a bunch of free ticks. Sat right behind the, the backboard. I mean, the game itself was just you know absolutely shitty. <laughs> like no, yeah. no, just no no effort or defense. It was insane to watch. Curry just heat up and start hoisting threes. He made 16 of them. But the whole atmosphere was pretty cool. Uh, 
you know, the it was the 75th anniversary, so they had all the all the NBA legends. I was I was under the same roof as Dave Chappelle and Michael Jordan, so obviously it was a hell of a time. Uh great seeds. Uh did you get to, invited to Michael Jordan's after party? I did I did not, but I uh I, I drank a lot, so I essentially was there. Um <laughs> but when you get when you get free tickets, you have extra money for for alcohol. Uh, had a good time. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was no no complaints for me. Sick. Sounds like a good time. I didn't watch the All Star Game on Sunday. I watched the Skills Challenge. I had it on in the background as my the Tooth Fairy and I did a jigsaw puzzle, and um, I uh, I had uh, CJ McCollum to win the three-point contest, and then I had Obi Toppin to win the dunk contest, so I went one-and-one there. Obi Toppin was uh, two-to-one. He wasn't the favorite, but he was he was two-to-one, so I still think I lost lost money on it. But uh, I would have loved the McCollum pick, but he freaking – he choked that away. I mean, he didn't even – he probably might have finished last. I just saw – I remember – He I finished second it. to last. Second to last, yeah. No, 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 third – sorry, third to last. Definitely, uh, definitely rekindled a little bit of a of an NBA fire. Haven't watched a whole lot past couple of years. Kind of fizzled out. Uh, you know, super teams and all that shit. Kind of not only did, not only I mean, it crushed lots of viewership, uh, me included. Haven't really gotten into it lately, but it you know just being there was pretty sick. Seeing all the legends was uh Tim Duncan wasn't there. That bastard. I don't know why. My my favorite player growing up, I pretty much saw every other NBA legend except Tim Duncan, you damn Islander bastard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good time. Got me pretty uh, kind of in a basketball mood. I'm excited to you know watch some NBA a little bit again, get into the playoffs and whatever. I think I'm go well. Yeah, the Cavs are kind of good again, so I'll start. Um... <laughs> following them more as they kind of make a postseason push here. But I'm also about to start paying closer attention to college basketball because I bought some March Madness tickets. Uh, So I'm going to try to flip those. So, you know, I'm hoping and praying some big name schools uh, come to the uh, arena that I'm nearby and going to and bought tickets for. So with all that said, I think that's our show short and sweet. I think we're right around 30 minute mark, maybe 35. Jimmy's not going to edit any of this. So are we, uh, are we doing our predictions for Steelers QB? Hmm. Uh, do, do a five minute segment on that. I guess my, my prediction, Prediction at the moment is just what I would like to see, and that's Jameis Winston. Uh, speaking of players that you know have gotten injured multiple times, uh, I would I would not hate if uh, the Saints parted ways with him, but I, I don't know. I don't even think they're going to let him go. I think they, I don't think they would. They basically the coach would want to completely rebuild. The coach and GM would want to completely rebuild the team by getting rid of Jameis. Uh, so who knows? Uh, who knows anything at this point? 
but uh, Jameis would be one. I really don't. I really don't want any of these first round quarterbacks that are available. Uh, I I don't think any of them are like the guy. Like you're risking too much when you know we need a lineman. We need we need offensive and defensive linemen. That's that's where the games are hardest fought as I've talked so many times before. And that is how the Super Bowl panned out, by the way. If you didn't if you didn't realize the Bengals just couldn't come up with an offensive answer once uh once the the Rams kind of figured out their scheme and uh the defensive linemen could pin their ears back because they knew the Bengals had to pass the ball in the fourth quarter uh because they had they're, the Bengals were in a deficit. So that's what I'm talking about. Like the, the offensive and defensive line, you know, dictates how the game kind of goes, uh, except for a few super elite people that can just break the game uh, combos like that. And even, and even Chase and Burrow couldn't, couldn't break the, the Rams pass rush uh, attack. So the Steelers need linemen in the first two rounds. I don't care if they do. You know, a D lineman in round one and O lineman in round two or three. We need linemen, and then we need D backs. So I don't think the draft's the answer this year. At least um, I know we're like we're letting the defense, this good defense, slip away without a quarterback. But I don't like any quarterback in round one. So I think you just wait for round two or three. Or I should say, you wait for round three or four for a, a late round quarterback that you could hope maybe to be a guy and then y- you gotta go for like a Jameis Winston or a um a backup guy who a Taylor Heineke maybe a guy that can just get you six seven wins or or you know they're saying how fucked we're gonna be if we if we put Mason Rudolph out there and Mason Rudolph does suck and I hope that he has a unhappy unhappy uh majority of his time on earth because he's just a piece of shit but i don't know if he is or not he just comes off as well that was a little excessive that was that was very excessive i take i recant all that he's just a fuck boy i don't need to be getting all worked up about fuck boys he he does Uh, he does have a very punchable face i will i will give you that that yeah that's where i'm going for he's a fuck boy i wouldn't go as far as saying i hate him as a person yeah, I, I let is, that get away from me. This has turned into a long segment. <laughs> yeah, you knew. I knew it was. Let me, let me, let me. Uh, I'll agree with you here. Definitely need to uh, to address the line in the draft. Sounds like they expect to it back next year, which would obviously be huge. So they got to go. The D line should be fine. Then you got to go O line in the draft. I would love if Linderbaum from Iowa's there at twenty. Um. I certainly, I'm not huge on these quarterbacks either, but I have Corral and Malik Willis above Kenny Pickett. Not big on Pickett, um, but yeah, I, I, my, my top three targets. I don't, I'm not big on Winston, um, especially coming off injury. But you know, free agency wise, I would love for them to go after Mariota or Trubisky. Um, far as the trade, I, I would love Jimmy G, depending on what they have to give up for him. I, I imagine they could get him cheap, you know, second round mm. pick or whatever. I don't um, like that. 
pretty I mean he's just a proven a proven winner. Obviously his uh his record as a starter is incredible. He was on the brink of getting to his second Super Bowl in in, in three years. So and it's pretty similar, you know, t- build similar similar build, right? Playing with a great defense. I think he has better weapons in in Pittsburgh than he would than he he would have better weapons in Pittsburgh than he did in the uh, San Fran, thirty-three and fourteen is a starter in his career, which obviously is fantastic. Um, like I told Steve pre-pod, pre-podcast, the only way Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson is going to be way too big of an asking price. They're going to have have to give up way too much to get him to make it worth it. Same with Rodgers. The only way that would work out is is uh is if he came out and said, like, I'm going to the Steelers, like, you're trading me to the Steelers, and then that would obviously lower the asking price because if he got traded elsewhere, he could just retire if he wanted. So so if he if he demanded the Steelers, they could get him cheap enough where, you know, maybe a first-round pick. They can't give up too much for Aaron Rodgers because he's 37. He's, you, you might only play one year anyways, and you're, you can't give, give up the whole franchise for him. Because that's going to take you out of being a contender right away. So, so my ideal situation, I think, would be would be Jimmy G. You could get him. Uh, you know, you could you could take him without without the huge cap hit, depending on on the conditions of the trade. Um, you know, send over maybe a second round pick, a second and a future pick, or something something along those lines. Uh, get Jimmy G. Sign sign. Uh, it's a couple of linemen in free agency. Bring back, bring back your your guys that you need. Get a solid draft class, and that's a that's a contending team right there. But it'd de- definitely be interesting to see what goes well, down. We, yeah, if we put Rudolph out there, we could basically just tank without having to try to tank. Problem with, problem with Rudolph is we're, we'll still end up freaking. We we won't be we, we won't be bad with Rudolph. We'll still go like eight nine. No, and I don't. I think I think if Mason Rudolph played this, this entire season, we get six, seven wins. I mean, he's five, four, and one as a starter. So, with our the, def- I mean, but our defense was even better that year. And I mean, but if it's healthy again next year, it's going to be just as good. And obviously, <laughs> if they, if they roll with Mason Rudolph as the starter, they have all they they're going to sign. They're going to spend a lot more money in free agency if they don't have to if they're not paying another quarterback a lot. But but it's he's obviously not the answer. He's a he's a serviceable serviceable backup for sure. But they're yeah. My my fear is that is just being stuck in that mediocrity. Like you can't you can't just have eight wins every year and sacrifice. You know, like like if you're not a contender, it's 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 almost better to like suck. And kind of clear house and rebuild, get good draft pick. You know what I mean, right? So we'll see. I mean, but this is this this team is still too talented to. They can they can easily rework this and still be a contender. All you have to do is build up the O line. The defense is still gonna be great. Like I said, you have you have great young weapons right now that on the offense. So, I mean, you're set at running back. You're set at receiver. You're set at tight end. They just have to beef up the O line and get a good enough quarterback to win games, which is exactly what Jimmy G is, what he's been his whole career, you know, put him on a, put him on a good team and you're going to, going to go 33 and 14. Yeah. So, (laughs) well, with all that said, we, we have a brief 
list of plans to do some episodes throughout the off season here, looking like probably every other week. And if you have anything you want us to cover, either health wise, injury wise, uh, personally, you want us to talk about anything, uh, drop us a line on Twitter at Return to Play Pod. And above all else, stay healthy, America.